Hello and welcome to this. It's weird without the sense, but I'm going to do it. Hello and welcome to this episode of Good Listeners, a podcast hosted by two kind-hearted, generous, emotionally available Swedes who are always there to listen if you need them. We're friends, roommates, and rivals, and we talk about music whether the mics are on or not. I'm your first sweetie, Randy, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, it's Clay. Welcome to the show, Clay. Hey, welcome to the show. And we've got a really great, it's weird without the synth, we've got a really great episode here with another guest. Yeah, yeah, we got a guest again. And we haven't figured out how to introduce guests yet, so I'm just going to say it's it's our friend, my friend, our friend, Elijah. <laughs> um, Elijah yeah. is here. Hey, Elijah, how are you doing? Hey, good to good to meet you. I, I just met Randy, so but you know, in the I will say that a friendship was established in the last like <laughs> ten minutes that I did meet him. So I, I will I will accept that moniker as like our friend. Our friend. Right. Friend of I would the, I would agree, official. I would agree. This is our first time meeting. Friend of the pod. Um, another um, guest. And you know, um, avid listener of music. Yeah, yes. would you say so yeah. would you say that you like music? Yes, I I have a passion for music. I've you know just listener ever since like you know preteen, just deep diving through like all my dad's obscenely large CD collection, and then mm-hmm. into iTunes CDs. when when that was a thing, and then just you know just have kept kept on the scene as much as as much as I can as life allows. You know maybe it was a little bit more like fervently hunting for it like. Uh, some years ago but you know i I feel i feel like i've got a finger like at least a pinky on the pulse of of the music scene uh now that i that i could like keep up a little bit with you guys uh (laughs) yeah um you do this every week but i I, yeah well we try to we try to we we do (laughs) we just don't really if if you're listening then you know that we don't release them every week, but yeah, um, we do record them every week. Well, I'll say you know, like I do, like I listen to a lot of music. Uh, I I was the lead singer of a band in in like uh, in Nebraska. Uh, what? Did, had had some gigs. Uh, this uh, is huge. So, uh, but that that ended like you know the band broke up a while ago. So you know that that is at least a little part of of my history. What sort of like just general sort of indie rock or yeah yeah. Huh. Yeah, and you were you were you were strictly vocals. Um, you know, I was I was vocalist and lyricist, so okay. like singer songwriter. But the band like really handled the music. I play a little bit of rhythm guitar and sometimes like fill in some oh, okay, bass. I see. I see. But but anyway, that's more than you need to know about Whoa, about yeah, my irrelevant yeah, musical humble beginnings. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. We we might we might <laughs> chat about this a little bit more off the air because uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how much you want to talk about the specifics uh, on the show or not, but I, I would be interested to hear about your experiences. Well, we'll table it for now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we you know we follow new music on the show, um, which I know that you do listen to new music, but you, you, your uh, your kind of sweet spot is more um, you like older music, right? Older bands. You know, this is a. I think this was an appropriate week to invite me on as a guest because. My favorite era of music is probably the 1970s, right. and so it's kind of mm. cool to be able to cover like the reemergence of ABBA into the into the musical scene. Ooh, sure. Yeah. Uh, but excited. 60s, 70s, early 80s is probably my my favorite palette. But I, you know, I I listen to a bit of all that. So it's just that that classic rock, uh, 
sound is something I really enjoy. And I like modern indie music a lot, like over the last 10 to 15 years, because a lot of those influences are there, like uh, mm. 70s rock and and like Beach Boys and with surf and and some of that lo-fi kind of sound. So it, it yeah, these are these are groups that I'm all interested in. I'm not going to be like nodding along, smiling, pretending to have an opinion <laughs> oh, for, for, for some good. of these. That's great. You got a, a favorite artist on the scene currently? Well, you know, you can't see it, but he is wearing like an unknown Mortal Orchestra sweater. They're up there. That's just me trying to give a snappy answer. I'd have to probably just think too hard. Right. To, not to, what, well, what, sure, do sure, you have sure. a favorite artist in general? Not a modern one, but just oh, man. go to. Uh, uh, Pink Floyd and Genesis were like the biggest mm. artists that I cared about, like in high school and college. Uh, you can only listen to album like artists so so much without like kind of them waning over you like over a couple decades. That's so, true. Yeah. So I I wouldn't say I'm like as passionate of a listener, but they were definitely the ones that were like the most important to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Elton John, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's it is it's hard to maintain a favorite artist just because of yeah listening to music over and over again. It kind of just becomes something you say even at some point you're not going to listen to them as much as you used to yeah favorite becomes like uh yeah yeah most important yeah you know like sure. most important to your development at a certain point mm-hmm. um yeah depending on how you look at it i guess um although some people some people do seem to listen to just the same music over and over again for their whole life uh, that's true which is actually, yeah, yeah maybe, which is kind of odd to me <laughs> maybe but I'm just there making, are people doing it yeah from like a mu- music nerd perspective <laughs> yeah that, yeah um, we're a bunch of dorks but so. like uh, yeah a lot of people would probably just be like yeah i i love you like my boss like only like every time i'm in his office is playing u2 like the same 10 u2 songs i hear playing. Wow. <laughs> everybody wow, wants so, to rule the world uh, by tears for fears yeah <laughs> it's just, the, the, this is so so you got to introduce me to this guy because he was he's making you watch Moneyball. Oh, this is a different uh different <laughs> oh, boss different is making boss. me watch okay, Moneyball. Okay. My direct supervisor is the one who listens to you. If you if you had um, one boss who was listening to you two all the time and also loves Moneyball so much he needs you to watch it, I would be like, This this guy is my best friend. <laughs> yeah. Um no, you know, they're 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 cool, but we, we don't gotta talk about them. But I'm just saying that guy, his favorite band probably is you two, and he probably doesn't yeah. listen to much else. Yeah. Um which my- more power to you. Yeah. My, my dad was a guy who, like, I, I picked up a lot of his music because he always had music on when I was. So he was kind of like the guy who gave me some momentum uh, into my music listening experience. Mm-hmm. But I, the funny thing was, he had this enormous, imposing like CD collection because I think a lot of people his age that were like born in the '60s yeah. just decided to at one point that they were going to sell a lot of their records and like build us a, a CD yep. collection in my the early '90s. The uh-huh. yep. And the funny thing was, like, a lot of the the music of his is like cuts off like right around the mid nineties. Yeah. I think that's just kind of when music I changed that's true of your dad's a lot. Collection too. It's true. Cause yeah, you look at my dad's collection and it's like classic dad rock band, Steely Dan, all yeah. the, all this different stuff from, from, and then it's like the nineties. The one that always stuck out B&L to me was Incubus. And, and Incubus <laughs> and Train yeah. and Dave Matthews and all this stuff. Yeah. And then it's just like, they gave up on music after that. Yes. <laughs> that, yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. I mean, I would, you know, if I, if I was following Incubus a few albums in a row, I might give up on music too. You know, my dad just went. I don't know if this is for me anymore. <laughs> Aside from a John Mayer album here and there, I might be out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Room for Squares. That sounds like my kind of jam. He had like Parachutes by Coldplay, and, yeah. and but Ooh, then like, uh, but 
like yeah really it was just funny it's like i was just keeping track because i was trying to download when it mattered to like download songs onto the i Bur- yeah, ripped them right. off the yeah, cd, the CD mm-hmm. and yeah. i was just like dad like you've got like 1963 to like 1994 and mm-hmm. like that's that's it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's true well you know, we have a lot to talk about. We do, um, we do. There's a lot of albums to talk about. So we should probably get into it. Yeah. Um, this is a show where we talk about music. This is a show where we're and talking we're about gonna music. And we're going to do it. And let's start. We um, we recorded an episode a few days ago where we talked about the War on Drugs album. Yeah. Whether or not that ends up being released, who's to say? Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> I think there's some good stuff in there. <laughs> no, th- there isn't all the episodes that we haven't released, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, but I just, you know... Um, we're on drugs let's check in see how it's sitting with us and also i'm interested in hearing elijah's thoughts on the new war on drugs so, album so these aren't fresh takes i'm hearing you you've already talked about this and litigate <laughs> litigated this album well and you know what adds another wrinkle to it is one of the only things i know about you elijah is is clay has told me kind of your take on my favorite war on drugs album which is uh, a deeper understanding so mm. we will <laughs> we will get into that a little bit i'm sure um and uh yeah yeah but uh i mean should we just jump right in war on drugs yeah let's jump right in yeah i i think probably uh where do you want to start it's should we lead in with just the context of like um, you and i are both war on drugs fans we're both war Uh, on drugs fans i'm probably the bigger a little bit bigger than me um, yeah and we both i think lost in the dream is is the high point for them yeah um you think a deeper understanding is the high point yeah but either way a band that is doing well for themselves and yeah i think we could, we all agree that uh you know it's exciting that they're like a big rock band at this point yeah it's exciting yeah. um and you know i think they're they're pretty skilled and it's kind of in my sweet spot of music that i enjoy just kind mm-hmm. of guitar music um and, and channeling some of these 80s uh, rock and like Springsteen sort of sort of influences, yeah, and they really heavy. dug into those influences on this new album, which mm-hmm. yeah, I think it played it pretty safe, but also was a sensible move for them in their their career. Mm-hmm. I think making a more straightforward album, um, but overall, overall I, I like it a lot. It is not up to the the standard that they've maybe set for themselves, but also it's a it's a high standard. Yeah, going and low. so yeah, with that with that table setting done i would like to ask uh elijah um where do you sit with the war on drugs in general over the course of their career and how is this album sitting with you in that context so far i am not like a deep super fan like i haven't like gone to see them in concert Mm. or or anything but i i will say like if i would side with you randy on the deeper understanding being my favorite one Oh really? Uh, it's it, when I made my like album, like I've made like a list that you know who cares about it, but it was like top twenty albums of the decade mm-hmm. that was on it. It might have cracked the fifteen or something, but I wow, really, yeah. I really enjoyed the sound and atmosphere mm-hmm. and vocal and like emotional range mm-hmm. on a deeper understanding. It was like it was a cool. I think it's front heavy. I think I I thought it was like kind of like the first five tracks are definitely the with like some exceptions like that i think there's a one or two like toward the end that yeah that that do kind of give it another pulse of energy but i would say that like the first half is the stronger half but there's no like i can't listen to this i gotta skip it mm-hmm. uh song i would say yeah uh, it does come in hot it's like yeah it, it when i heard it i was just smiling because like he's mentioned springsteen i like heard that 
firmly on like the holding on song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish that. Well, uh, yeah, uh, and I, I feel like Brian Adams and Bob Dylan like also come to mind in oh, like his sure. little yes. vocal intita- intonations as well as the atmosphere of that like arena rock sound mm-hmm. yeah. that, that, that he does, and yeah, the harmonica that Springsteen and Dylan love to yeah love yeah. to love to do. Maybe not so much Adams, but um, sorry, I think I may have didn't maybe I indirectly answered the question, uh, but that. That's a good one. I think everyone I talk to who's familiar with that really loves the song Pain. Pain yeah. is It's great. a powerful song that, oh, yeah. that really emotionally <laughs> digs in. Yeah. Holding On is a really cool sound with a cool like flitter, a fluttering guitar lick to it, and, and his voice does some fun melodic things. But I think that song would have maybe been a more of a breakthrough if it was easier to understand the words intelligibly he's a little bit Mm, like slurring like springsteen does uh but i just so uh, that that's that was one thing that just keeps me from like giving it the total chef's kiss on on his on his name uh adam uh grand uh just maybe it's even this the the way that he mixes the album uh but Mm -hmm. yeah it makes it hard to like hear the lyrics is it kind of your that one was just a little faded out and spacey for me with just yeah. it, it just kind of felt like the vocals were i wouldn't say that you can't understand them at all but it just kind of like i felt like i was just sometimes just having to listen and focus a little extra hard to like track with him like vocally like lyrically sometimes mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i mean i guess so i would i don't want to frame this as me uh <laughs> arguing against you in, in any way i think that's a totally uh i think that's a totally valid thing um, to feel about the music. Um, I guess where I differ in the way that I listen to this band is like, I feel like they actually get a little bit worse for me, the more I can hear the lyrics. Mm. Um, Mm. I'm not sure that I think that he's like a particularly talented lyricist. And I feel like I just, I just want to like vibe out. Like I almost treat war on drugs, like, like ambient music, like the less I focus, the more I just kind of luxuriate in the blanket of his production the more happy I am with their songwriting. It's I, just like a vibe of like driving no, down no, a highway vibe, at twilight. You the, know what I mean? The vibe is right. The vibe is the is the saving grace. It's the biggest yeah. the biggest appeal for sure. But yeah, like the the way that the guitar just screams and like strangest thing mm-hmm. and, um, and 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 other moments as well. I I agree. <sighs> And even that's that's why I want to talk about something on this album, like when it like the the lyrics as well. I I think that it's an when it comes to the lyrics, I I'm wondering like why are they why am I not absorbing them? Because mm-hmm. I feel like this album mixed crazy far away sounds as much as the uh, deeper understanding did, but then it's kind of nothing there. And if I'm just zoning out and like kind of just experiencing this atmospherically. Um, I'm like stopped focusing sufficiently on the words. Um, but it, even if I do like that thing where I'm like reading, I was like, Oh wait, let me just backtrack 30 seconds and mm-hmm. see w- what I did miss. If, if I did space out, um, it's usually, I like realized that like, it was just kind of generic, esoteric, vapid, like poetry <laughs> anyway, that like wasn't really saying anything. So I'm like, Oh, maybe that's why I didn't absorb it. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I actually, I actually like, I totally agree with you. That's really one of the things that I feel about this album is I think that like, while this is in some ways, maybe they're like t- 
tightest um, and certainly their their brightest, cleanest sounding set of songs to date. Um, and and they they kind of shave away a lot of the the edges of like the long intros and outros, um, a lot of their like bigger musical interludes and jams um, are are cut down quite a bit on this record. It feels like a record that is more going for kind of a a mainstream arena pop kind of a or arena rock ish kind of a vibe yeah. um in, in a way that hooks. that's very clean and and i do think that some of the songs are missing those hooks there are a few songs that i will add i like i do think are very catchy yeah um, for um sure. and i do i do still like this album overall but I, I i agree with your point that like it's um yeah i think that they do lose something in the in the the tightness and at like the this the specificity that they bring to this one that they didn't have on previous records yeah i agree um, i'm definitely missing those like yeah all those guitar solos um yeah. and i feel like anytime it does come in on this album it's really good but a lot of times it, it's distracting me from some of the things that i don't love about the album like how you know i mentioned i think the drums sound very thin on this album yeah and um the yeah the vocals are yeah much clearer than than on the past couple albums but it's like there's more emphasis on them i think lyrically there's some okay stuff going on that that's like generally an improvement mm-hmm. like generally more introspective than he has been but also why draw so much attention it's still it's pretty you know there's not much substance there but it yeah. feels like more attention is drawn to those vocals yeah than any other album um, but overall, I mean, I'm still listening to it pretty much every day just because I find it pretty, pretty relaxing and it's something I can still kind of just, it's the vibe. I, I vibe out to it. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, it's war on drugs at the end of the day. <laughs> I think it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I also, I do, I should say, I do think this record is good. Um, despite my criticisms of it, it's more, it's less that I think, um, this record is bad more that I think that. I hope that they don't continue in this direction going forward. I hope that they try something a little more experimental or expand out their sound in some way or, um, you know, maybe go smaller, like do like what they were doing on some of the early records where it was like more him, you know, yeah. just plugging away by himself in a room. Um, that might be more interesting to me at this point. Yeah, I feel like they're at a um, place... But this record is yeah, still good. It has of, not reached the yeah. point where I'm like, this is too much for me. Um, yeah, I do. I think they're at a place where like a lot of artists find themselves after achieving like such, you know, both critical acclaim and just widespread, you know, pe- they have a lot of fans. Yeah. Um, and they, they make this big, this more, you know, poppy or straightforward thing that just is kind of playing to what makes them popular. And then yeah. you can kind of just keep going in that direction and sort of um, lose some of what makes them special, or yeah, I think I think that the hope is that they retract, like draw, like take it a step in another direction, dial yeah. it back a little bit, just do, you, do something experimental. The war on drugs. Um, yeah, defund. That's what, that's what we're saying. Yeah, defund the war on drugs. Um, I do feel like we should maybe move on to the next record, but first, Elijah, um, any any closing thoughts on the war on drugs uh new record yeah i'll just say i agree this album kind of felt like an extension of the last album 
I didn't feel like there was as many like explosive moments or like the guy screaming. He's like sings in the same tone, the same mm. like level of chill a lot of the time. And maybe that just makes it a little exhausting uh, for like an entire record. Um, mm. But he uh, he does some cool things. I want to say uh, I, when I, if I want to talk about highlights, I'll say like I don't want to wait. Had a cool mm, yeah, vocal 100%. effect that I, I thought was interesting. Uh, that song "Victim" does have like weird noise with the guitar. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 fun. Uh, their har- uh, "Harmonia's Dream" has a really cool outro like guitar that yeah. thing that I like. The yeah. last minute is more like it for me. I would like some more of that. So yeah, I would just say just be bold. And if you're going to tape with this 80s arena rock, then, you know, like, make it anthemic. Like, you mm. know, give us, like, a mm. cuts like a knife with Brian Adams. That, like, they can actually, like, chart because that's what yeah. this is missing. Yeah, maybe that's – it's it's either go experimental or stop stop walking the line or between really do the pop being, like, yeah. sort of a jammy band that has these, yeah, anthemic songs. Like, just go all in and make yeah. make a make a song like that. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess with that, we'll move on to, uh, should we do? ABBA. ABBA, ABBA. Let's okay. talk ABBA. Um, because this one, I'm a little out of my depth talking ABBA. Um, sure. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly no expert myself. Um, uh, but this just felt like a, a notable release that, that must be discussed. I mean, it's huge. 40 years in the making. Um, I mean, not yeah. 40 years in the 40 making, 40 years but in the making. 40 years since <laughs> labored over the unmaking. <laughs> Extensively. Um, a new album, ABBA album. <laughs> I have no idea what this is in their discography. Um, presumably a high number. I'm, I'm sure ABBA has a lot of albums. Um, you, you're the one who did the background on this. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I didn't like write down how many albums they have. Uh, <laughs> if you really want to know that offhand. Uh, I'm seeing like six or something. Not as many as I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. This is like their seventh or eighth record, I think. You, um, um, you like ABBA though? You're a big ABBA fan. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like them a lot. I mean, I, you know, I definitely had a copy of ABBA's Greatest Hits on CD as a kid. Mm. I would be bumping that. Um, and I have listened to some of their records, not all of them. Um. And I, I just feel like ABBA for me is one of those artists that's like, I'm not seeking them out all the time, but I like them enough that anytime they are on, that is fun to me. And also, uh, when, um, when it was announced that they were coming out with a new album after 40 years, I mean, that was exciting to me. It's like, what, what is this going to be? Yeah, it felt like, I mean, clearly <laughs> they must have a reason for doing this. <laughs> and and we'll, we'll get into that a little well, bit. But uh, yeah, Elijah, what's your history with ABBA? Well, I I mean, I'll admit, I, I mean, like I said, the 70s is, is my era. They are not the, the biggest pulse on my personal taste or radar. Uh, when it comes to that 70s dance sound, I I respect them. They have they are one I think they are like one of the best selling 
bands of all time. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, on something like three hundred eighty-five million uh, records. Uh, you know, yeah. up 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 right in their their ballpark. So like you know, you can't deny like much like my opinion doesn't even matter if I have anything yeah. if I can throw pebbles at, at it. But it's yeah. it's just like they make they're very just kind of happy, clean, chirpy, danceable. I think Dancing Queen is probably one of the greatest pop songs ever yeah. recorded. Oh, undeniable. And, and yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just has the total package and you just listen to all these layers and the sound very meticulously produced this driving beat this powerful vocal but unfortunately when you put 40 years of distance on like a human then you're going to deal with an aged vocal and that's something that we, we are starkly <laughs> confronted with on this album and yep. it's just like it's it's <laughs> it's just something that factors into the return to kind of party poop a little bit because because <laughs> th- it could have been sooner because you know the big trivia question that everyone loves to like highlight and haha it's like oh wow that like in the in the year 2000 or so mm-hmm. this was the band that was offered a billion dollars yeah to get back together just um, to go on tour like uh, i think not even make a record yeah, they were offered a billion dollars just to go on tour again some and Amer- they said no. american <laughs> british consortiums get, tried to like just give give us a tour We'll give you a, a billion dollars to do it, which is like two hundred and fifty million to like each four of the four band members or whatever. Yeah. And they oh they God. said no, it's not going to happen. We don't need it. Like that's how rich you already are. And, yeah. And um, <laughs> and so to the idea that that here it's still happening without that billion dollars on the table, mm-hmm. it's uh, and seemingly <laughs> happening really just on a whim, uh, yeah, which I, I mean, guess I'll. What, what, why, why Should I this, talk about yeah, that for a second? Yeah, why did this happen, Randy? I don't know. You seem to know. So the two, I am not, I'm never good with band members' names, but it's like Barry something and... Um, Bjorn. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Barry Benny. and Bjorn. Benny, Benny, sorry. Benny and Bjorn, they, they kind of got back together. We're like working on two songs um, that were going to be ABBA songs. Uh, and then they were like, man, this is great. Uh, you know, we should call up, call up the girls and, you know, Clay, do you know like what the makeup of the band originally was? Um, I, there's four of them. Yeah. There's four of them and they're, it's two couples. Uh, Ag- oh, so Ag- they were Agnetha married. and Bjorn were married. Yeah. And there's Benny Anderson and, and Frida. Yes. Uh, and they were two married couples and the two men were the like songwriters and the women were more performers oh, okay. um, and and incredibly talented vocalists but not not the principal songwriters sure. and so they eventually they divorced right before both of them yeah both both pairs divorced right before releasing their final album okay. in 1981 um, and a lot of the songs on that album are like really about the sadness of divorce and then a year later the band breaks up okay um, and then they came back now they, um, and they said and it was have... just because they had they had two songs that they wanted to work on and they were like you know it's fun to make music again and then they called up the girls and they were like you want to work on a couple more songs and they were like yeah and they came out to to their studio like home studios they were working at and and then they were just like i guess it's an album <laughs> and that's I, how this happened I guess. and I... <laughs> I also want to i also it's just crazy that that's how it happened to me and then i also want to highlight another crazy element of this which is do you know anything about the uh tour i'm doing air quotes that they're doing for this no okay so it's like, it's like virtual right 
Yes. So in Lond- they're doing a four-year residency at a venue in London. It's a 3,000-person venue that was built just for these shows. It only exists for these shows to happen because what they did was they themselves, uh, they used, um, what is the technology? It's some famous thing, but they used, they used some motion capture technology. Oh, yeah, it's like uh, Industrial Light and Magic, the like company founded by George Lucas or whatever, the special effects company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they used their tech to, to build models of themselves. They motion captured performances. So them today, they did these performances of these songs, but then they used the motion capture technology to create digital versions of themselves from the 70s that will perform a 22-song set list for four years at this venue in London. That, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say. That's <laughs> Is that not fucking nuts? That's pretty wild. I'm having trouble wrapping my head around. <laughs> and why did they do that? Yeah. Who's to say? <laughs> I mean, I got to say all this. I got to I got to just come out and say it. I don't like this album. Um, wow. But, but <laughs> this is making me want to give it another listen. Because, um, uh, I mean, very, very I, I did not know much about ABBA. It's, it's becoming very clear to me. Uh, <laughs> it's becoming clear to me, too. Yeah. I, well, I actually thought you liked them a little bit more no, than this. No, I just like, I like Mamma Mia. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, so do I. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of, like, for my fix in the 70s, as from like a vocals perspective, I'm, like, would probably lean more to the Carpenters and mm. like mm. for a disco dancing perspective, I'd probably lean more to the Bee Gees mm. for like, mm. my, like what I'm actually going to hunker in and, and listen to. Um, but I, like I said, I, I do respect them. I, they, they have a, a good sound. It's just that it just kind of is too chipper and, and almost like, I, I don't want to use this word like artificial, but just, I would think that like, like maybe the Carpenter is a little more like soulful and like vulnerable. Uh, to me, like Abba is just kind of really sunshiny, and and you right. know it'll it'll just perk you up. Um, there is there is a lot of, I do think that they're and this they were a Eurovision band originally, right? That's where they came from. Was they, you, you competed know, in Eurovision? Ooh, I you know I I had heard that there was like some kind of like contest and, but no, I like I said I I I vaguely. And uh, they're vaguely on my periphery, so I'm not like a mega fan who can tell sure, tell sure, you the sure. details. I do. I think I think I'm right about this. They were okay. they, their origin was that they were a Eurovision band, um, so they performed at Eurovision, hugely successful at at that Eurovision, and you know so successful that I mean, when do you hear about a Eurovision band? You know, uh, but they became one of the biggest <laughs> bands in the world. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they became one of the biggest bands in the world, one of the, you know, the selenest bands in the world, as uh, Elijah was saying. And it's it's crazy that they were able to be so successful because they seem like the most Eurovision band of all time. They just have this crazy aesthetic to them. They're so extremely European. Um, and they they do have this, this kind of... Um, I feel like Elijah was alluding to this a little bit. They have this crazy kind of theatrical artifice to them um, where it does not seem like they are real people writing songs about real people. It seems like they are performing uh, like opera or something. Um, just in the yeah. sense that it just, it just feels, 
it feels kind of surreal. And I think that's especially true on this album. Um, <laughs> I, I agree. In, it feels uh, very theatrical to me. It, it, it is, but I think that it's not in the same way at a lot of times. I think that this is this album, and it, it you know it belies their age. Like these are people, you know, you, they they were once kids in their twenties, you know, and you know writing you know songs about you know a new love and young love and all, and all that and and dancing. But now this is like people in their like mid to late sixties, and this album to me does have this like come cozy up next to grandma by the fireplace vibe sometimes on certain songs, like I, I would say like uh, I can be that woman or I still have uh, faith in you or even like the songs about like reminiscing about older times like mm-hmm. when you danced uh, with me like i miss the good old days when you messed with me kind of like this reminiscing mm-hmm. thing and the, the song little things yeah, oh my god song. it's a christmas song <laughs> what is, what's up with this it's a it's a new original christmas song right I I was listening to this album my first <laughs> listen. I, I gave it a, a couple listens to be fair to it, and I, I'll admit like this that I it, it I I appreciated it a little bit more successively. But I didn't. I wasn't aware of like tracks in what order. I thought little things turning into "Don't Shut Me Down" was one song, and that there was this like <laughs> nine minute song that had this funky breakdown that yeah. you had to wait for because it does transition almost seamlessly, yeah, and it keeps yeah. the motif at the beginning of "Don't Shut Me Down" of like little kids, and so the yeah. little kids that were just singing Christmas songs just stopped singing, and and then all of a sudden, boom! There's like this real gen- genuine ABBA '70s dance beat that's going on out of nowhere, and yeah. it, it did throw me off. It, I almost wish it was like one long song because it's not a good enough <laughs> single to like be worth it for just itself yeah yeah there's Did some you, weird stuff on here um, it's a very it's very strange like, and incredibly <laughs> eclectic it's all over the place it is um, like they're so i went into this thinking i think i like abba i know the hits i like the hits yeah. i like mamma mia i was listening to this i was like do i like do i not like abba <laughs> <laughs> but there's parts where yeah i think that yeah it's got it more of a typical ABBA song. They they, they have uh, definitely moments where they coalesce into something that I think bit. goes pretty hard. Yeah, sure. There are some there are some high points, but overall, I was just like, what am I like? This seems like someone like tasked them with writing, creating some sort of musical production within a matter of months. <laughs> and it, it is <laughs> it, it is just lush. so strange. Yeah. yeah, it feels like it's like disparate parts of different albums that they kind of smushed together a little bit. It, um, it is that actually a little bit. Okay, okay. They, they did cheat with a song on the album, Just a Notion. If you paid attention to it, you'll kind of like notice that these voices are much youth, more youthful than seemingly you've been acclimated to for the rest. And that's because Just a Notion is... Uh, and uh, there already existed a vague rough demo of that song and they had they took vocals from the late 70s and sort of like retrofitted it and and reworked it into this song to sort of be in the middle of this album wow and it it is like cheating because like like suddenly they sound young a little bit and i feel like they almost like dubbed the vocal a little bit like with the old voices to kind of cushion Mm -hmm. it so it wasn't quite so jarring but yeah there there is uh, like a an old like a B-side track that they kind of just decided to just make happen in here. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a kind of a bizarre artifact, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's such a it's like it is a way more interesting cultural artifact I think than it is a good album, but yeah. I will say also that um 
You seem to like it. I don't know. I yeah. kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> Not the whole. Th- there's some tracks that I would cut, and I wish that there were enough other tracks that it could be still be a whole album. Yeah, that's but the, <laughs> lies the problem. <laughs> See, it really seems like they they pushed something out when they didn't have. They could have just released an EP. Yeah, they didn't. They just didn't have an album there. Yeah. Um, they probably had a pretty good EP here. I think is is kind of worth it. I I'm starting to realize just because it's. Like you said, it. I feel like this is always going to be sort of a, a fascinating artifact, and it, it's it's better than. Um, I mean, so many like any band could come back these days after yeah. decades of of being dormant and release whatever bullshit. Like, yeah, it, I like, mean, this is uh, better than more and yeah, more interesting exactly. than the last few U two albums. I'll say that much. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. As, I would put as this somebody on whose favorite band iPhone. was once U two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Put this on everybody's iPhone. <laughs> put this on everyone's iPhone. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, I just don't know if this was the moment for them to come back or how, what they wanted from this comeback. Did they want something relevant or did they just want an excuse to do I this like expensive so. virtual virtual tour? Because it's just this is going to be just a blip. I think the that, fact that they they are using their and they call them, by the way, they call their digital uh, compatriots uh, avatars. <laughs> um, so I just think that's important to point out but also that it is their 70s selves right performing so I feel like it's very intentionally I don't think they're trying to win over new younger listeners I think that they want they want you know older people who have money to go to yeah. London and see these shows you know what I mean I think that's what they want in 2013 ish like disco and 70s dance was like making a real comeback when you had like mm. Daft Punk uh, doing Get Lucky and Farrell was right. like yeah. doing Happy and like Mayor Hawthorne was like doing his thing and Haim came out and like there was Nile yeah. Rodgers featured on stuff like disco and like yeah. this I think just if they really wanted to have a go at it and make a relevant album they could have maybe came back in that context yeah. and like worked with and collab with some people because obviously uh benny and bjorn just didn't have the songwriting chops uh, in my yeah. opinion this time <laughs> for like real accessibility or like or, or being in touch with the moment and i just don't think it would have yeah. been bad to like get a little more assistance that in like i'm not saying like have max martin come in and, and write your songs but yeah. i just it, this felt like it's like a 40-year thing everyone you know everyone else came back but you guys didn't, and so you, it's weird that you come back and like don't have anything yeah. sig- significant to bring. Like even Led Zeppelin, they they came back for like a tour, but they they didn't they didn't do an album. Yeah, I know? suspect that ABBA might not have their finger on the pulse of what's going. Well, I don't think it matters <laughs> um, because I think that they'll they're just unbelievably popular. No, that's matter what I'm what. saying. I think that that it was not a case where they had something so good they had to do it. It was yeah. just like. We miss this for, for for whatever reason. It's yeah, we are going to come back, and now is the time because because we can do it at any time because we're insanely popular. Um, <laughs> and, and you know what? I think that's great. I guess. <laughs> well, well, I don't think you've told us what you like about the album in specifics. Like, sure, you're sure, just kind sure. of being gentle with it, uh, but I, you're not like advocating for any moment on this album or sure, any track sure. on this album mm. or I, any any like you know. So I do like I do like I still have faith in you. Um. I do like, uh, you know, I was going to say Bumblebee, but that song's not that great. No, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I like the song title, Keep an Eye on Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's the only song title. that had like any like consciousness of like 
post seventies like production value because yeah. it was like doing weird things with like synth and, and beats and yeah, stuff. Yeah, kind of some some interesting stuff, I suppose. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> and and any any of the moments where it, you know the the like more broad kind of theatrical stuff, like I was saying, does not go down as easy for me. But um, it's hard to to remember track by track. Um, but you know there are moments where like more kind of traditional like sweeping you know kind of 70 strings come in and there's more traditional you know drumming going on um i think i think that's the case on i can be that woman um and and yeah you know there's just there's really just songs here and there that i enjoy um on this thing but i wouldn't you know i'm not going to really advocate for this thing overall uh like i said i think it's a more interesting artifact than i do it a, a good album but there, there just are moments where I, I can put this on and sort of be in and out of the room, and I'll catch moments where I'm like, oh, this kind of is jamming, um, and then it'll kind of move into something else that's maybe not so jamming, um, but that, that's where I'm at with it, which I think is, is slightly more positive than, than you guys are, but I wouldn't necessarily, you know, argue for this thing. I'm not going to say that like I think this is really good and people should listen to it. I think this is interesting and I kind of enjoy it in a weird way. Yeah, fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, yeah, I can't recommend it, but it's interesting. I think it's worth it's worth digging into. I mean, I think that this conversation right here is maybe all you need. Yeah, to, to know, I mean, to if, know. You're, if you're um, a, if you're a weird nerd like us, go listen to it. Go listen to little things because <laughs> well, if you're tis a, the season, if you're an <laughs> yeah. ABBA fan, you you just can't help yourself. It's like when Pink Floyd gave us that Endless River oh, sure, album. Yeah. Just like. You yeah. have to like, see what it is. Even you're yeah. gonna be sad. <laughs> but, I, I did listen to it. Yeah, and, uh, made excuses at the time. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. Um, yeah. David yeah. Gilmore just didn't keep Polly Sampson away from the lyric sheet. <laughs> I truly, I can, I like at this point, I can't remember a thing about Endless River. Like I remember the album cover. I remember listening to it. Can't remember a thing about a single track That's, on there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be the case with this. <laughs> Vague memories. I think, I think I'll remember I'll, the children's choir for some oh, right. for the rest of my life. It's fucked up. I'm going to remember little things, like because <laughs> I, I and what's the second song that sounds like some sort of sea shanty? Irish shanty. Like it like reminds jig. me of a, a song yeah. you'd hear. I mean, I think that kind of slaps. I get. Yeah, I mean, it's the vocal intonation on a couple of these. I just don't know if it's like the adherence to like '70s or just the way that their voices age. I just like it. Kind of reminds me of Sticks. Like no doubt about it. Mm. and uh even the little the, the synth intro on when you dance with me i don't know like it mm. it, it might be just me but uh, it it reminds me a little bit but anyway I, I think that's everything i have to say about that yeah one. it might yeah. be time to move on from yeah. ABBA. um this one's it's not getting the recommendation yeah um, unfortunately this is not an easy a no it's um i'd say i'd give this um about a, a d wow yeah it's not great. Yeah. I I think it's a D to a person our age. Oh sure. But but there are some of those just old reflecting like on your youth moments that I think that like an older listener right. would like like I do think that I can be that woman would have more appeal to someone who has like lived a life and right. has to reflect on it. A but D? 
I give it a, I, uh, a C minus. Like <laughs> with, with the caveat that if you're one of our older listeners, you might, you might this might remind you of uh, your younger your younger years. Yeah, I uh, think this is a C for me. Okay, it's a C for me, dog. Uh, D plus because it's interesting. Um, <laughs> wow, that's what my teacher would write on my papers when I was uh, <laughs> <laughs> C plus because it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, should we take a break before we move on to the last record? Okay. I think 80s album. Easily, easily their best album, in my opinion. But oh, uh, I, a little I dark see, age. I, I stand the first one. I think uh, the Oracular Spectacular. Is it the one with kids and time to pretend and everything? And electric feel. Yeah, no, I, I like. Um, I definitely. Lo- I, I I like that album a lot, but it's just apples to oranges. You either are gonna be swayed by the 80s, like synthy production, like Depache Mode sound, or you like that. 70s electric yeah. funk sound like you know like it's that one is it just comes down to a matter of like personal preference when it comes to the quality and uh, it, it's just there, that <coughs> is so in my f- personal favor of a, of just the sound right that I enjoy, that, that it would yeah. be really hard yeah. for that other kind of sound to sway me away from it unless it was the best that that makes sense time. i actually yeah i do miss some of that on the new MGMT, but I just felt it was like very good. I felt like it was more so the distance from their first album, the trajectory they went on with their yeah. second and their self-titled, which I felt like is really weak. Yeah. And then to come back and be like, Oh, actually we're still yeah. a really great band. Uh, was just really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that's what I would, that's like, if you're going to take a little leave of absence, I mean, that's the best thing you can hope for. Um, yeah. I have maybe the hottest take of all, which is that little dark ages is the only album by them that I really like more than like a six out of 10. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I, I, I think oracular spectacular is really good. So yeah. I just, I mean, we've talked about this before, but yeah, we have, um, yeah. even, even just, even Age. just on the strength of the singles from, from oracular spectacular, singles, it's a, it's a better than like a six out of 10. I was seeing uh, that the deep tracks have some good ones too. Oh, I agree. Uh, you got the youth, a great track and, and weekend wars. Um, oh man, I, I love, I love that record. So, I I I'm and like, uh, and, and I think they're they're <laughs> what you're talking Lewis about MGMT now. Monsters has like a sick guitar solo in it. Like, uh, yeah, ooh yeah. Handshake pieces like, of what? Oh, the handshake. You know, you know, yeah, it's a great know. album. It's a great <laughs> album. Uh, you're wrong. But, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not even. No, it, it might. It might. And you know, it's probably. It it's probably more of a seven on it. On you know, on a good at, day for at me. At least but, a seven. But, but yeah. light to decent. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hundred yeah. um, percent. Okay. So <laughs> we got a whole another album to talk about, and then we, we sure do. Some other stuff. It's crazy. Hopefully to talk about. So um, let's uh, uh, um, snail mail. New album from Snail Mail. Wait, are we recording right now? We're co- we're recording. I'll cut you know that out. Oh well, out. should we say we're back? Oh, we're back. We're back. Yeah, yeah we're um, back. <laughs> I just figured I'd, I would start recording again, but we are talking the new release from Snail Mail. Yeah, it is called. Well, and who, buddy? What's what's the album name? <laughs> Valentine. It's called Valentine. Uh, okay, yeah, Valentine. Yeah. Uh, it's the second studio, the sophomore album from yep. from Snail Mail. Officially, um, follow up to 2018's something like that. Lush. Lush. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty great album. I liked that a lot when it came out. So yeah, I, I love I, an album. I was enjoying the single, the lead single, Valentine, off of this, and I was anticipating this, and I think it has delivered. I think it's a good one. Yeah. Um, the new Snail Mail. Yeah, what do you you got? Uh, I'll throw it to you. 
Well, I will just, I'm going to maybe come in a little, little hot here and say something I don't know if you guys will agree with, which is that I think that this is easily the most exciting record of the last few weeks for me. Um, I'm sure, I have to think about what's come out in the last few weeks. Um, um, that's that's a pretty short period of time. Well, um, sure, sure, but a lot of music comes out in a few weeks. <laughs> that's true. I mean, there, there has been a lot of really great music lately. Um, I mean, uh, War on Drugs. Um, yeah, I, I I think that I like this record more than the War on Drugs. Um, I mean, I think splitting here because I think sure, it's, sure, sure, I think sure, it's sure. better than War on Drugs. It's just I lo- War on Drugs is one of my favorite bands. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't we we don't even have to yeah. <laughs> litigate my statement really. Um, but um, but uh, you're you're yeah. basically what you're trying to say is this is knocking your socks off. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked on this record, and I'm surprised that I am because. Um, I wasn't like the hugest person on Lush in 2018. Not that I didn't like it. I thought it was great, but it sort of blended in with a lot of these yeah. records like I, this that come out all it, the time it, these days. It, 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 um, yeah. And I, I've still, in, I w- at first was feeling some of that with this record too. I was like, man, there really are a lot of, there are a lot of know, artists like young this. Yeah. singer songwriters making music in this zone of indie uh right now and have been for years now sort of like laid back yeah you know um, soccer mommy uh yeah. what, like there's so many songs of them. about yearning and uh yeah 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 um and yeah. so i i was sort of like i was almost like dreading listening to it i put on the the first track i did not like listen to it as a single before this record came out um and i when i put it on for the first time the first few seconds i was like man this is what i was hoping this album wouldn't be and then when those guitars kick in i was like yeah yes baby this rules and from that point on I, this <laughs> this album is just like it's it's running on all cylinders for me i think the songwriting is fantastic i do think that this you know she is doing a lot of things that a lot of other artists are doing that you just can't yeah that's just you, true you can't deny it and um you know but and i don't think she would deny it i don't think other artists working in this space would deny it it's just a sound that's very popular right now, but I think if you do it really well, and I think she is, yeah. then I love it. I think that she's one of the best doing this this type of music, um, and I felt that way in 2018 as well. Yeah, I felt like this it not only blends in with other artists in 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 this genre, it blends in with itself. That album, one of the major problems I had with it. Yeah. is it's so samey all the way I through agree. um so this one i think it does exactly what you would hope from us like a sophomore release uh from her because it, it's got a lot more variety mm-hmm. and um just yeah showcasing yeah just a lot uh more versatility as a songwriter yeah but we're uh we're monopolizing things a little bit elijah where do you sit with snail mail in general and this new record Okay, yeah, no, I thought you guys were on a roll, and you, you brought up some really good points that I'd love to uh, talk about. Uh, Lindsay Jordan is snail male, and it's it blows me away that she's 22, um, yeah. and that she did Lush when she was, like, 19 yeah. or 20. You're telling like, me that, that for that, the very first time. That, that, <laughs> that, that kind of really hangs in. I liked Lush a lot. I think I liked it more than both of you did. Mm. I think mm. that um, oh, yeah. I don't think that... I mean, I don't think it was like a masterpiece or anything, but I, I really like it's a it's a really good one. If I bought the vinyl and like oh. have it on in the background, I would be really happy. And there's not moments on it that would irritate me. Yeah, I don't. But wanna... but I also think that it has strong. It's not just like one mm-hmm. buttered 
like one like you know smear of of uh, of same jelly. I, I think sure. that like I really like Heat Wave. I like the little musical like the guitar injections in it. I like mm-hmm. like the thing she does with her voice. Uh, it's a fun song, and I think that Pristine is one of my personal favorite songs of mm. the recent era. I think that it's uh, just really is this sort of perfect breakup song. It's like lo- this captures this lonely, sad masterpiece. Just this, it, it's a great song because it sounds good, and then it has crescendos that that, that reinject in, in, in interest. Like when she says, "I'll never love anyone else," that. Yeah, By that yeah. moment in the song, it really should have its hooks in you, and I think it's I think it's a really yeah, memorable yeah, yeah. Uh, song. So I I like it, and it's it, because it's stupid. It, it is stupid because that, but that's how <laughs> that's how you feel <laughs> when you, when you feel that yeah. in that moment when yeah. you've recently broke up with someone, and you 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 cling into a song that, and that song will feed your sadness. I'll never love it. <laughs> and it, you mean it then, and then you get over it. Yeah, but it's right. that no, that's perfect true. It's visceral, song. Yeah, it's that perfect song for that. Just like like my relationship with Pink Floyd, The Wall, and I bring them up because you asked me who my favorite band is. Uh-huh. That was an album that's like I've grown out of a bit. Uh, but I but I do think that like it has these songs that like they speak to you at those eras of your life mm, and, and yeah. like like I relate to this song more because that's what I was like feeling back then but like now I'm kind of like oh just go to school shut up you know <laughs> like you know just deal with the teacher who sucks like we all do but like and then like dark side of the moon I think is a little more timeless but like yeah, as far as like speaking <laughs> to speaking to that temporary fleeting feeling the cool thing is like you go to school once but you like mm-hmm. probably be in love a few times and like that song yeah, will, yeah. that song will feed that loneliness and that sadness like kind of have multiple oh, yeah. times yeah, yeah. But, but, but anyway that's enough of the song that's not from this album <laughs> well, well <laughs> I, I some actually, of my favorites so, yeah i um, want to i want to ask you a uh a, a pink floyd question real quick which is uh how do you feel about umagama uh, you know, I particularly like several species of small furry animals gathered together in a cave and grooving with the picked. You know, <laughs> that's a, a song. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Goose Roger Rogers starts, like, yelling in Gaelic at the end or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's it's a it's a cool one. It's one I should probably revisit more. Uh, does that one have Be Careful With That Axe Eugene on it, or at least a version of I it? Believe I believe it does. It I, has a version of it, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, sorry. That that is one that I have to re- refresh myself on to have like a hot take on it. But yeah. my my I'm I'm a normie who likes metal, dark side, wish you were here, animals, the wall, and and that's like mainly what Pink Floyd yeah, is no, to sure. me in my experience. And, you know, a little bit like bits and pieces from like the final cut and 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 the uh, and Adam Hartmother, yeah, and uh, like you know echoes and. And uh, what is that? Is, whose psychedelic breakfast is it in Adam Hart Mother? Oh, uh, man, Adam been, Alan's it's Alan. Been a long time. It's been Alan. That sounds right. <laughs> Alan's psychedelic breakfast. Yeah, I think that's uh, right. I, that, yeah. I gotta say this is this is fun. We never talk about classic rock on the show at all. Yeah, we and, really don't. And uh, it's because it's not. I think it's not so much in our lives these days. Um, but. Man, some of these Pink Floyd records are real good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't it's listened rules. to them in a long time. <laughs> and you run and you run to catch up with the sun, but it's sinking, racing around to come up behind you again. The sun is the same in a relative way, but you're older, <laughs> shorter of breath, and one day closer to death, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah. then it just knocks you on your ass, so you're just like uh, the to- uh, the 
no one told you where to run you missed the starting gun like that is a song that like if you have wasted your life at all that song will kick your ass if yeah. you're if you're feeling <laughs> it out like you you will if you got some years behind you like you if you have fritter if you fritter and waste the hours in an offhand way and you you, you <laughs> identify with that 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 song will like be a real injection to like motivate you like oh god i, I forgot to stop wasting my life <laughs> so deep 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 music i i do the lyrics are a big big hook for me with them yeah hell yeah good good hell shit yeah, yeah. i love it um but we, we do gotta talk we gotta talk, <laughs> talk valentine more, we talk more valentine <laughs> yeah um as you know as as much as i'd like to talk sisyphus part two um <laughs> we gotta we gotta talk more more valentine um, um which is also i mean like i was saying i think this album is great um yeah i think that like so I guess in in more specifics, um, yeah. I just like it's hard for me to to sort of. I just I don't really think that there is a bad song on this record. Personally, um, I don't know if you guys will agree with that or not. See at all? Really? Oh, really, I like that one. I like that one. But I like I just said I like all of them. So or Madonna. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't remember which one that okay. is. Okay, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> so you you feel like it sags a little bit in the middle section. Yes. Yeah. From light mm. blue to uh, see at all, I, I think it sags, and then ooh. I think glory and autumn automate pick up big I, time. I really like this song. I think that I, I have trouble remembering which is which, but I think I like forever sailing. Yeah, it's got kind of sailing a really cool great. like yeah. guitar or synth part that just sounds like. Yeah, like sort of a, a, a 80s radio pop sort of uh, like slow jam almost, right? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Uh, um, I think so. I mean, I know I like that song. But of do... what I personally identified as the sag, I will say that one is the standout. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's a good um, song. Um, but do we all agree that, that, that Ben Franklin rules? Yeah, Ben Franklin, um, if it's the one I'm thinking of. It's it, the second song. It's the second song. It, I don't. I had never heard it before this album. Yeah. And, but the first time I heard it, I felt like I had heard it before, not in a negative way, but just because. Yeah, it's, that's it's, a feeling I get like a lot a, on this record. Is like uh, I, it's like she's so, uh, I guess referential of other yeah. artists in this space. Um, that there are songs on here where I'm like, I can't quite put my finger on it, but this sounds like another song that I've heard. Right. But. It never bothers me for some reason because I think that her like she just pulls it off like it it all pulls it off really well for me. Yeah, she does. She does pull it off. Uh, I think light blue is is a good one where um, it's got this sort of uh, like strings in the background behind this sort of finger picked guitar part. Yeah, uh, and that's just something that you didn't really have on lush which mm. i i do love that album i don't want to downplay that I, it was one of my favorite albums of 2018 mm. um but i felt like it had really high highs and just the the all the rest was good but just sort of blended together um and now i think you have those sort of classic snail mail songs yeah and then it takes you in some other directions that um just you know Still, still, we're in the same wheelhouse. You know, it's a, it's not a mishmash I, or anything. I think the thing that really elevates this one for me, um, and I should revisit Lush. It's been a long time since I listened to it. It might connect with me better now than it did at the time. You know, I I do believe that that's a good album. You know what I mean? Um, it just may have been the wrong time in my life. Um, but 
the thing that really elevates this record for me is I just feel like the production is so um, so detailed and beautiful, and I think that her vocal performances in particular are really, really beautiful. Oh, um, yeah. In a way, especially on those those quieter, more pared-down tracks um, with the you know, the finger-picked guitars and stuff like that. Um, those really, really work for me in a way that, like, a lot of artists, like, even even some of the stuff on, like, the early, like, the first, like, Phoebe Bridgers record or whatever, Stranger in the Alps, like, people love that record. The quieter moments on that record mm, okay. get a little boring for me. Yeah. That, that, that tends to happen with a lot of these singer-songwritery records that lean towards the indie rock realm when they slow down and get quiet kind of tend to get a little bored um and that's just not true for me on this record because i think that the performances come through really beautifully Mm, agreed agreed yeah um i i will say that when it comes to the highlights for me i'm just gonna say they are like the super highlights Mm -hmm. are like the the lead single i thought was really strong um the valentine um i thought that it was it has this emotional powerful like lonely but you know strong chorus that just really booms and and grabs you like the line is like um how could you try to erase me or something and it's just you know that's just another one of those that i feel like it kind of hits in that vibe of like pristine like there will be that moment in your life that will Mm. sneak up on you where like you're suddenly going to like find you're listening to that song there's like some sort of medication um (laughs) she did that but i had mentioned to you offhandedly that this sound of this album for whatever reason or like her style with it reminded me of like the early 2000s like this i don't know why i just had this vibe of like girl rock or just girl you know that were prominent then and i just didn't know if i had anything to back that up with and then when i started to like you know prepare for this and like looked at like it said like she listed her influences they were like avril lavigne mm. liz fair cat yeah. power with yeah. the cranberries and i'm just like they're not part of the 2000s but i'm just like <laughs> yeah. i felt like kind of vindicated like you know what uh valentine with a few a, a, a changes could have been an Avril Lavigne song that I could see like being performed in yeah. like that early era. It's, it's kind of a when mo- she's doing yeah. stuff like "I'm with you" and losing grip or whatever. Yeah. So like I I kind of felt like yeah you know I kind of knew what I was talking about. No, I, I no, think no, so. No, I think, I think that's on point. That sure. mixed with sort of the modern indie. Uh, yeah, rock which side I think a lot of a lot of these artists are pulling from those same places. Like Biabadubi, of course, is like very explicitly pulling from 90s rock influences yeah um, i mean she's got a song called i want to be Stephen malkmus um, oh yeah i forgot about that <laughs> uh but like I mean, yeah no, i mean like, this this record also sounds in moments like jsom like very specifically i feel like there are moments oh, that sound hmm. really like jsom um which is i love jsom so yeah, I, i'm not going to complain about that um uh but but yeah, I mean those those influences are definitely there strongly. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah, Headlock, I thought was really beautiful and atmospheric. Yeah. Uh, I thought just I thought it produced very well. I, I could listen to that one like actively and and go and find it for my. I thought Automate, even though it's like the least popular song on Spotify or like with the fewest count amount or whatever i liked it a really lot i thought it had a cool just similar vibe to like headlock i like this lyric in particular it's like it's 13 days after but it still feels like i'm cheating 
and that just kind of like evokes that feeling of like that just lingering hanging on to someone's like i haven't let go of you yet even if you've like let me go mm-hmm. um and it just yeah i mean just like sometimes a, a particular lyric will just you know mm-hmm. prod you and i i think she she's good at that lonely post heartbreak uh, mm-hmm. thing she seems she, to have revisited is, it uh she's yeah it is like a thing in she's her. a very good lyricist and i find it's yeah. pretty common subject matter for for a lot of these acts uh yeah. nowadays and i sometimes like i find myself you know rolling my eyes or something or just like i mean that's it's a little mean but just like what well, they go for the easy rhymes yeah just the like this is sort of cliche and i don't find it relatable i just kind of find it a little cringy i don't i don't i'm they don't have that with snail mail is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, like I think that she has a way uh, of making things like that are just very relatable and kind of cut to, to the core. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it, great. One of the great artists, snail mail <laughs> up and coming. You know, yeah. I, I don't think on album two, you can put you among the giants. <laughs> one, of the one of the, the best, of all time. one of the best to ever I, do it. What I think she's say? probably the Elvis two. Costello yeah. of uh, her generation. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> um, no, no, I, I, yeah, no, I, I think this record is great. I, I do agree with you. I, I feel like there are, there are like three sort of camps of, of these kinds of confessional uh, kind of songwriters to me, which is like, songwriters who are really great at this and really successful at it because they are auto like fairly autobiographical in what they write and are really good at expressing things that they have really been through and feel which is like phoebe bridgers julian baker um those kinds of artists and then i feel like there's another camp that's also great which is more like snail mail or mitski which are people who are really good at writing and inhabiting what feel more like characters to me yeah. Um, and that's that's another kind of great writing yeah. because they're writing fictional that the, their fiction not writing from directly their own experience even though I'm sure they draw on their own experience yeah and then there's the third camp of songwriters which are the ones the best who are camp. like trying to trying to be relatable uh, <laughs> and not pulling it off uh, because the it it's they're drawing from nothing. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's what the, the best coast of effect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I like best coast. Um, but I like that first record. I, I like Crazy For You. I actually don't like yeah. the rest of best coast. <laughs> and I think that that is an artist that is hugely influential um, for, yeah. for the current crop of, of indie artists. And yeah, uh, most agree. people are, are doing it better but um yeah not that i came up for best coast out of nowhere but that's kind of the (laughs) bethany cosentino you're on notice that's just kind of the prime example when i'm talking about um you know song songwriters who just it's like that's the lyric you went for like (laughs) it's not really doing it doing it for me yeah i can't think of a good example but it's like just basically like I was happy. Now I'm sad. Like, um, and I'm lonely and I wish I, you were here. I, like, <laughs> and I went to the beach and then I was happy and again I went to the beach and I was happy. Um, <laughs> and and then, I broke up with Nathan Williams from waves. I'm smoking weed in my bed. Why aren't you next to me in my bed? <laughs> <laughs> and you were a landlord, but now we don't date anymore. So I'm happy again. Um, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily think that she's actually as shallow as I just represented her. Um, no, sure she's a great, great I think person. she's probably yeah. a very nice person. Yeah. Um, and, and has written some very good songs. Uh, yeah. But, sure. um, should we, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, as, I'll just like punctuate that. Uh, you guys seem to think this album is more of a total package or significant than I do. I think it's I like, certainly I do. think I'm it's sure mixed for me. I definitely has strong highs. 
uh, I think there's some lulls as far as like you were saying, like, you know, one of the best of recent memory, I would have to like re-listen to some things if I like, you know, compare it to like, I really liked the, the recent Faye Webster, the new, I love the, that the new Wolf Alice, Ooh, yes. um, the Maria's was kind of cool. Mm. Um, uh, even the new St. Vincent. So like I would have to, I would have to listen to them like side by side to kind of rank, but I, I, sure. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it, when I make my year end like compilation, if it'll be like, if it'll sure. come out near the top. I don't, for me, singles might probably not. Yeah. Singles are very strong. I don't know if the highs are as high for me as they were on lush. Um, yeah. like the, the songs you named heat wave and pristine, um, were, hit me with so immediately um in a way that this album hasn't what I, I but i am really pleased with just the different directions she went on this album um i just think it's a really great sophomore release and, and i think that about half of the songs are already really sticking with me yeah and it's a pretty fresh album so i have to listen to it some more and it's it's possible that that it, it solidifies itself as, as a classic but overall um, I just, um, I, I really, I really like it a lot. And I think that it has some, some really great songs. Yeah. For me, for me, it's, um, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll just use, uh, Elijah's words for me, this is the complete package. I do think that, you know, like right now I feel pretty confident that it'll crack my 20 by year's end. Um, as far as cracking my 10, that's a little tougher. It's hard to say. My 10 is, is you know, certainly my five is looking pretty solid. My 10 is starting to solidify at this point in the year. So it gets, it gets tougher and tougher to crack it. <laughs> um, so, you know, but, but for me, this is an easy A. I really like this record. Um, and it, it's definitely amongst, you know, it's floating around my favorite records of the year. Right. Um, it's probably like a B plus for me. Yeah, um, sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, solid B. We don't. We don't B even minus. normally like. We don't normally grade do records like this. <laughs> I, I love, but we're I, just I, kind of doing it for fun yeah, tonight, I yeah, guess. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, uh, probably like the B minus B category as like uh, as a whole, but like some really standout singles. Yeah, nice. for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and one of the best artists to ever do it. I and think. probably yeah. yeah, she's probably like the Beatles of her generation, if we're being honest. Um, <laughs> the Abba. <laughs> yeah, she's the Abba. She's the Abba. Today. We're gonna yeah. Mama Mia with snail mail. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so I guess that'll that'll wrap our discussion on snail mail. Um, and I think uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's time to start wrapping up. But I just wanted to, um. We I I'm assuming, we don't really have any recommendations to give. We just recorded. I haven't been listening to anything other than these. I mean, the new Misky single. Okay. Is good. Listen to it. Um, that's that's what I got. Yeah, I mean, same as I said last episode. I've been getting into my fall music zone, um, which is starting to include some Christmas music, um, the Sufjan compilations. Oh, like, uh, Abba. I don't think I'm going to, it, it, it truly that it makes me uncomfortable. Uh, I don't like that song. Um, so, um, no, no ABBA in the Christmas rotation. No, it, it's, it's mostly just Sufjan and, um, Ryan K. Um, but I mean, some of, some of that Sufjan Christmas music gets a little far afield as well. You um, just kind of put it on and have it in the back, in the back. It's not for a close listen. It's yeah. just to create a, a general festive 
holiday no, environment. I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, I would cut some of those songs from some of those records, though. Well, that's not what they're they're about. It's not about. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Um, it's a whole big thing. Yeah, um, and, and he he sent songs that he was. He, it wasn't even supposed to be a big I get release. It, I okay. Get it, I um. It. Yeah. But. Um, but now he's I, retired forever, and I it doesn't feel, even matter. I feel like I had another fall music recommendation, um, but I don't know. Now it seems like I must not have because, yeah, I don't know. Um, that great big bow of leaves. I think I said that last episode, but good, good for this time of year. Sure, sure. Um, and the Tim Heidecker record from last year. Um, well, he also okay. has he, he had, I, He's a really good musician, and he had. No, I like him. Um, <laughs> And that's it's a, an odd time to recommend that record. No, it's it's a good fall album, and he had a single recently, "Dark Days," which is uh, worth yeah. checking out. Very good. When is Wise um, Blood gonna, or Wise Blood gonna drop a new record? Uh, they only work with Tim Heidecker now. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, I don't like that. At all. I don't, that's not true. I would not um, be happy. But no, I, I mostly just Elijah. You kind of listed off some of your favorite albums from this year, but I just wanted to to see if you had any recommendations or if there's anything you've been listening to or uh well you know i was just kind of trying to thumb through my like 2021 thing i mean uh i don't know if you guys have checked out uh magdalena bay i think that's a cool that's a cool sound like uh, the new kate lebon is cool to me Mm. um gosh i mean like i said i I would stick my neck out for the faye webster yeah, that's uh, one yeah, of my favorite. Looks good. like Idols is getting together some new stuff already. The Beachland yeah. Barn was kind of cool. Uh, I'd just say, like, even though the single was okay, I'm just happy to see more from Let's Eat Grandma. Hall yes. of Mirrors just came out. I'm really excited to see if if the, if she's got some game because I, I very much enjoyed the previous project. But uh, yeah, yeah, I am so excited uh, for a new Let's Eat Grandma record. Maybe check out uh, Leah Isis um, Earthy. Uh, okay. Or or, or do you, or do one. you mind by Fleece? Maybe one of my favorite songs of the year so far. Hmm. Yeah, um, that's what you mean. So yeah, just uh, just a few things in there. Great, awesome, nice. Yeah, I yeah. Can, uh, I'll write that down later when I edit this. It's fine. Um, yeah. Leah Isis, you said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I just found it. Cool. Um, I will listen to that. It looks cool. Um, and I guess that'll, that'll do us with that. That'll Um, do us for another episode of good listeners. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Uh, yeah, thank you. I Uh, I had a great time. Hope you haven't like that. I didn't get like stoned for heresy at any point. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You were a great guest. Love to have you back. Um, yeah, yeah. Past and future guests. Is there anything you would like to, to plug? Um, no, not at this time, Uh, you know, maybe some stuff in the cooker, but maybe, maybe next time I'll have something more confident. All right. People follow you on, on social medias or anything. It's well, not gonna you, happen, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, if you want, well, I do drop some music takes on my Twitter, Elijah's Mind. Uh, go ahead, but I mean, your ad is Elijah's Mind. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Oh <laughs> yeah, um, and and yeah, and you can find the show um, at Good Listener Pod. Uh, you can email us at goodlistenerpod at gmail dot com if you love to email. Um, you can find me personally at Randallorian underscore, and you can find Clay. At Clay J. Williams. Freaky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, didn't used to be that, did it? Um, oh, but then at a certain point, it did. For, for many years. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we didn't get any Counting Crows talk on this episode, and yet again. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Big that's, disappointment. That's tough. That's tough. All right, that's it. Yep, bye. Bye.